Hey, Will, how's it going? Good, Caitlin. How about you? Good. I have a question for you this week. Okay. What is your favorite dumb, funny movie? Oh. Like the apex of peak dumbness and peak hilarity. Because obviously there'll be funnier movies that aren't quite as dumb and dumber movies that aren't quite as funny. But what hits the ultimate sweet spot for you? I mean, it, it's dumb and dumber, just not the best answer. It's so stupid and always funny. We it's landed in the on title. the moon. You sold a blanket like a dead parrot. Let's just take Dumb and Dumber straight out of, the, out of the world. Out of the running due to its peak magnificence. Yeah. Then, I mean, there's a lot of good Adam Sandler comedies. He's really, mm-hmm. in, in a way, all slapstick comedy is a little dumb. Yep. There's a, like, there's the Buster Keaton genius of it, which takes it out to mix it into a pure art form but anything too slapsticky is probably pretty dumb like airplane it's just stupid i've never joke. seen airplane oh it's so good it's just stupid joke after stupid joke after stupid joke and they're all funny they're I always funny. It. they're always funny it's it's has no reason to be that good but it is yeah i'd say those are airplane dumb and dumber would probably be my my best bets what about you i was trying to think i agree i think adam sandler comedies can definitely fit in there happy gilmore billy madison yeah excellent rewatch value dumb jokes wedding singer peak Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh there's also some excellent dumb will ferrell comedy Step Brothers, Talladega yeah. Nights. Step Brothers is a really good one because it's just, that it's one good. is just two people being dumb together, and it's hilarious. At least Talladega Nights has like stakes and something going on to it, or even like <laughs> Semi Pro or An- Anchorman. Anchorman's up there with probably the dumb comedies. Yeah, it's intentionally think- dumb characters. My peak one, I think you're right, Dumb and Dumber has to take the cake. But if we had to give a second place, it would be Zoolander. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. And you're really keying into something here that I didn't quite think about when you asked the question. Is a lot of the times the dumb comedies are just dumb protagonists. That is the excuse for the stupid decisions. Is that the protagonists are stupid, and so they do stupid things. Zoolander, they're in the computer the 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 run the runway off the or whatever it's called in the... okay well then in an effort to not follow that same vein also on my list just below that is austin powers that's a movie i thought a lot about when i watched we're gonna talk about it today <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, this actually, this movie has a lot of overlap with Austin Powers does, and Zoolander really. a little bit. Uh, with a lot. There's a weird political spy trope that was in like the late 90s, early 2000s that this movie really reminded me of. Josie totally. and the Pussycats had that weird spy 
like yeah i don't even remember that movie and i was in it yeah yeah. i was visiting (laughs) i can't believe i can't believe you're in that that's hilarious yeah i austin powers is a really good one because although austin powers is a he i mean i don't want to say he's not dumb he is oh he's 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 dumb he's a caricature but the comedy is derived more from just him being him just being stupid. Like Anchorman is about Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and Steve. No. Carell. Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve. Steve Carell being dumb people. And that's what it's funny. I like Austin Powers and I like movies like that and Airplane. Where, as opposed to the Dumb and Dumber model, it's the situation is stupid. Mm-hmm. And they know that. And the joke is stupid. And that's what kind of makes it funny. And that was true a lot for the movie we watched this week, I found. All right. Well, do you want to get into it? Yeah. So, this week on the Movie Journal, we are watching Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, the new movie from. Josh Greenbaum, starring Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamolo. Stay with us. So, what are you drinking? I... I got lazy and I drink. I, I realized I don't have any beer. I don't have any good mix in the fridge. I just had a run. Yeah. I just went for a run. I had a shower. I'm like, I need, I need something to drink. No time to make some tea or coffee. Pulled a, pulled a good old, uh, good old just whiskey in a cup. Trusty, trusty um, whiskey in a nice cup. nice scotch. It's not too bad. Forget the actual distillery, but can I go on some scotch? What about you? I really did it up. I'm drinking a margarita. Mm. Oh my god! Why didn't I make a margarita? If you got limes and you got tequila, you can do a margarita. Um, and I topped it with kombucha. Highly recommend. That's interesting. I didn't have any triple sec or like Grand Marnier. And so it was looking a little shallow, like a little too low mm. in the cup. And I was like, you know what would be good on this? Ginger kombucha. Yeah. And it is. It's like a slightly more gingery, sparkling margarita. I love ginger. I don't know what it's called, but it is. That. Yeah, it's refreshing. All right, we'll call it a West Coast Margarita. Done. Ooh, it's a great name. Great name. I'm going to tell you something later. Oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> it reminds me of something that I should talk to you about. A secret? Yeah, it's not it's not podcast, but I just want to I want to brag about it. Um, Are you sure you don't want to brag on the podcast to our three listeners? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll brag. Um, this is a, this is a, a total aside, but a, a moment of pure inspiration by me. So mm-hmm. Nikisa and I were lying in bed. This I guess is a story time segment. It's a new new segment. Nikisa and I were lying in bed, and she had horrible hiccups, like loud. I did not think I was going to get to sleep. So it's the worst. I grab my phone. I'm like, all right, what's what cures hiccups? And I'm just like hold your breath. And she's like, no. And I'm looking through it. I'm like, this one says pull your tongue. It was weird. 
the other one said like hold your breath for five seconds and like swallow three times and we did like a few of these and none of them were like they were all stupid and because i was bored and it was late i just said put both fingers in your ears lie completely flat hold your breath for five seconds and then swallow just making something up on the spot 100 percent worked and she's All like, right. I think, I think that works. And I'm like, no. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I just made that up. <laughs> I just completely, completely bullshitted that trying to make you do something stupid. And apparently it works. So now I'm okay. waiting for someone else to get hiccups so I can test the theory. As, as a proper scientist, you need more data. Well, occasionally I get hiccups and I hate them. I get them and they just will not go away. Um, so I will certainly try that. Fingers, in ears, lie down, hold your breath. Five seconds, swallow. Oh, That's swallow. Okay. All right. Swallow. And that concludes story time. Yep. It was my <laughs> crowning achievement. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. Your life is full of accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what did you think of Barb and Star? Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar. It's all about the, the rhythm. I'm Star. Short for Starbra. Assume yours is Barbara. Nope, just Barb. <laughs> Plain old Barb. I want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's Talking Club and for making their hot dog soup. I like the salt. I like the hot dog. It's not as runny as it usually is. Oh, she gives me bigger teeth. Love big teeth. She loves big teeth. Even if it's just two eyes on a bunch of teeth. It would be so nice. Look, my new phone case. <laughs> I love it! It's like I'm listening to the ocean. Wait, we don't have cell phones. I know I'm gonna take it home and glue it to our landline. I'm Barb, and this is Star. Roll number again, please, sir. Six eleven. Six eleven? Oh my, Barb! Oh my gosh, he's six eleven. Six eleven? We're in one twenty four. I was really looking forward. I I tried to say I was really looking forward to this movie. I had no idea this movie existed until like two weeks ago, and then it appeared. I, I, I really like Bridesmaids. Do you like Bridesmaids? I loved it. Yeah, Bridesmaids is so much fun. And Chris Wiggs one of those people who, after she wrote, co-wrote that, like, why are you writing more stuff? You're in kind of a movie here and there. But this seems like a really long, like 10 years later. I think mm-hmm. Bridesmaids of 2011. Kristen Wiig's acted in movies. She's acted. She was on SNL for a little bit of that. You know, she's been around, but Bright mm-hmm. was so funny. You really wanted to see her write more. And yeah. so when this came out and it looked like an extended SNL sketch, I was like, eh, we'll see. We'll see how far this gets me. Mm-hmm. But it was the exact dumb adorable goofiness that I needed in my life right now. It, I I absolutely loved it. It was it was such a fun, stupid film that I I have so many good things to say about, but uh, I, I'm really, really glad I see it. 
I saw it. Anyone who's thinking this might just be like a completely forgettable comedy, don't go watch it. There's no movies like this right now that just embrace dumbness mm-hmm. and and has a uh, a bit of a sweetheart to it. So yeah, I was totally surprised with how good it was and and really really enjoyed it. How about you? Okay, well I'm I'm excited to get into it then because I didn't love it. I really didn't. I did. I thought. I'm so sorry. I I love Kristen Wiig both as a comedy actress and as like a more serious actress. I believe she was in the Skeleton Twins. Did you see that with Bill Hader? Right. Bill Hader. Yeah. And I love her dumb skits. Like she's been doing it forever. She's like comedic actress gold. I don't know Annie Mamola very well. Um, Loved Bridesmaids. And as I was writing down all the parts in this movie that I loved, there are so many hilarious parts that the, yeah. the list of hilarious things massively outweighs the stuff I didn't like about it. But overall, I just expected more from it. Like I expected to laugh out loud and I found that I didn't really. Really? Yeah. I didn't as much as I wished. Mm. And, you know, perhaps it's, the premise and it being Kristen Wiig and it being the bridesmaids follow up and all of those things. And my expectations were higher, but as I was watching the movie, I was just kind of laughing from small moment to small moment. Mm, I understand that. So yeah. I don't know if you want to get into parts that you really thought worked. And then I can like tell you some of the stuff that I was like, not how wrong. I was. (laughs) No, it's like a few things that I just mm-hmm. like. I'm trying to imagine giving a review to something like Billy Madison. <laughs> it's so hard to get try to give like a critical review on some like a dumb movie, you know, because there's so much like it's like an essence that you almost can't quantify in some ways. What makes yeah. a movie enjoyable? Like to your point, it did have heart. Like it, it and it isn't like any other movie that's out right now. It really gets made right now. Yeah. This is like a total like totally. 80s style goofball comedy yeah. that that is isn't in vogue right now. It's certainly mm-hmm. not the style of comedy uh, that True. works. The dumb and if we can kind of loosely talked about dumb movies and this is a it's a dumb dumb comedy. And you compare it to things like Dumb and Dumber, the sequels, recent sequels that have completely flopped. Adam Sandler, who's pretty much all of his movies in recent years are not that looked. I know Hubie Halloween had like a little bit more defenders to it, but it's not a high batting percentage for him right now. So that Mm -hmm. style of comedy is certainly not something that people are going for. And this movie, when it prides itself on jokes that are. The idea is just taking a dumb joke and then taking it the X as far as they possibly can it's mm-hmm. driving it into the ground and and that's the joke and yeah i i really i really appreciated a lot of moments of it and i think there's a real art to it that obviously not a lot of people are getting right and i think for me this this movie kind of hit the right marks and it's oh low ceiling movie (laughs) it's it's uh it's never it's not gonna change your viewpoint on the world or really 
bring you into a new understanding of something. It's it's there just to make you giggle and laugh. And mm-hmm. and for me, you know, I I was nice and nice and pressed up against that ceiling. I was like, perfect. I was this is as good as I possibly could have expected this movie to be. <laughs> And it is very different than Bridesmaids. I also appreciated mm-hmm. that, where Bridesmaid was very much in the style of, you know, the Judd Apatow gross-out comedies. People were calling it like, oh, the, the girl super bad or the girl version of 40-year-old virgin. And not really in subject matter, but like tone. It's a bunch yeah. of girls being gross and silly together, and that's the, that's what it is. This is a completely different entity. It's a completely different style of comedy. And although it's a two-hander with them and there is heart to this, it's even, I would say there's even less heart because the characters are so goofy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I'll, I really, in, I did really enjoy it. But do you know, kind of identify like what, what didn't quite work for you? Yeah. And then we should talk about what we did love because I would yeah. love to relive some of the things that did make me laugh out loud. But yes. for me, one was the introduction of the other secret agent character who was oh, just like the Damon one Wayne note. Junior? Damon Wayans Jr.? Damon Wayans Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> who was just the dumb secret agent. Like he had no dimension beyond him. Literally, he would just blurt out things he shouldn't and that was it he could have not even existed like nothing he said made me laugh he didn't have to be in the plot oh i found him so funny i didn't i didn't i thought it was embarrassing i didn't i was like this is like like i love dumb humor like there's so many dumb things that do make me laugh out loud and comedy you know it's one of those things you know why comedy doesn't get made is because it's regional like Comedy movies don't do well internationally because different cultures find different things funny. That being said, I think just different comedy appeals to different people. And that just didn't, I just wish he wasn't in it. And I didn't love Kristen Wiig playing the villain. Like she Mm. was a villain, but I felt that it could have, you know, if we're thinking about like Mugatu in Zoolander, which was also, you know, like... I just felt that it has Dr. Evil Mugatu vibes mm-hmm. with being not nearly as funny or interesting. If there yeah. if I do have a weakness for it, it is the villainy in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of agree on that. I mean, especially when, you know, Austin Powers, he's playing Austin and Dr. Evil. Yeah. And there's something that works flawlessly about yeah. the movies <laughs> for multiple movies, like the trilogy or whatever. But Mm-hmm. yeah I couldn't get it for her maybe they it's so funny actually when you really think about it because there's even that like flashback sequence which also happens in Zoolander when he like talks about getting the black oh lung. yeah <laughs> like his origin story yeah um Very but yeah I, I couldn't I didn't love her as the villain um I wanted the movie to stay in semi-reality like I loved the over-the-top dance sequence when they get to the hotel I didn't mind Jamie Dornan's like beach romp (laughs) musical number yeah uh but this feels like literally so dumb to say (laughs) I I literally I can't uttering the words makes me feel like an idiot like what am I even doing here but I I didn't like that the culottes saved them (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, that's... And I didn't like that Trish was real. And that all happened in, like, the five minutes at the end. And the movie had obeyed the rules of gravity and life up until that point. And when it saved him, I was like, ah, that's kind of cute. And then, like, who shows up as Trish? I can't remember who plays her. It's an actress who's... Been in so many things, Yeah. yeah. And then, but, like... Trish could have saved them, but I didn't need to see her like personified and like waving, you know, like I get what the movie was trying to be. It's over the top and it's, it's not logical and all of those things. But up until then, it didn't have that in it. So it surprised me in a way that I, I didn't laugh. Like I didn't laugh when the culottes saved them. I didn't laugh when Trish turned out to be real, but if it had just been like a wave shimmer that saved them and they were like, oh, Trish, like I would have. <laughs> liked that better yeah yeah no i I agree with you about the culottes especially that was it seems like both those things were kind of checkmarking callbacks like they had they set it up and then they're paying it off and they're almost seem to be a missing step in between because it's they talk about culottes there might be one mention of it like oh there were there were culottes and then it shows up later on and you're missing more setup for the joke yeah, but to me, the callback has to be the funny part. Like, it has to be either the culmination of those setups or at least funny. But the first setups for this, like, one of my favorite parts is the monologue on Trish that takes them the entire airplane. <laughs> loved it. Thought it was hilarious. They won't stop. You know, like that I loved. Um, or, you know, <laughs> the culottes, them packing their bags, like the overhead view of the suitcase or when they go out that night and... They say to one another, we'll wear like the date night culottes or like the evening culottes. Like that part I loved for these characters that when it paid off or it was trying to call back, it just fell flat for me. Yeah, I, I do have a problem. And I think I might have given this movie a bit of a path. I find that a lot of movies that I have problems with certain movies and then another movie will do something very similar. And I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I guess it depends on the how much I'm going with it up to that point, but true. I do have a problem with movies who have some sort of action set piece that all of a sudden just say, and you know, fucking something saves them, and in right. this case, it's like ah, oh, they they just the culottes them, they jump off and the, the culottes, and you're like okay, or you know, someone has a gun and or you know, the bad guys have them and they're given the monologue and what does this person do? They run towards the gun and grab it and then shoot the bad guy. And it's like, well, that doesn't seem... Everyone just watched you run over to there and grab the gun and then pick it up. Like, no one moved at all in that time. It's like that kind of just, like, lazy writing kind of thing, which... Yeah, all I wanted was in that last moment for Barb to, you know, like, if it wasn't rocks and dangerous things at the bottom of the cliff, it was just maybe a 50-foot drop to water or whatever... For Barb to be like, mm-hmm. no, we can do this. Like with her newfound, powerful. Something character driven. Not Yes. <laughs> yes. They never would have done it. They're these small town women. But now she's been gliding and motorcycling and whatever. <laughs> and she's going to do it. She's going to save them. That would have been more powerful and bringing a smile to my face. And I was like, oh, the culottes. Ah, that's cute. Yeah. The culottes <laughs> was a joke that felt kind of a little flat for me throughout the movie and that's kind of all i had like i wish the movie maybe in the last bit felt as strong as the first bit 
I loved the opening sequence with Yo-Yo singing and delivering the paper oh, and going so into the tree. I love them working and losing their jobs. Yeah. I was laughing out loud when they're talking about how they show up at each other's shifts and sometimes <laughs> they just show up and chat. I love the Yes. I love the talking group. Just how awkward and deadpan the talking group was. Oh. Uh, I love them on the plane. And then as soon as it kind of there was some some here and there laughs when they got to Florida and then by the end, I felt like the laughs were actually pretty gone. And that kind of slow decline for me, you know, when a movie ends a little bit worse than it starts, it gives you a different feeling. It's hard to remember the stronger bits at the beginning. Yeah, I do think the strongest parts of the movie are when they are together and mm -hmm. bouncing off one another. And that's a lot more in the beginning before they start playing the going behind each other's back to do something kind of thing and the jokes are a little a little different maybe just we don't have a they have such good sense of their characters the two of them playing off one another it's in such lockstep and as they kind of insert other characters into it they're not quite maybe on the same page maybe outside of andy garcia playing tommy bahama so good <laughs> so Loved good him. So yeah, I agree with you. I love all that first beginning bit. I love, you know, the little touches. Something simple as closing the door on their friend who's 20 seconds late to the thing. And that never coming up again. Or never being there again. Like nothing, just she's gone. That's it. Or her taking other people's things when they say something stupid. Like that always made me laugh. Everything on the beach, them being stupid together. And yeah, it's, it is a movie of hits and misses. When you're going for that kind of dumb comedy, sometimes you don't take it too far, or the, just the premise of it isn't funny enough to sustain where you're going with it. There will be certain things that drop off more than others. I did like, I, I really like Damon Wayans in the movie. I know he's stupid and not applicable to any part of the plot and the first time he comes on and says too much and he goes oh shit uh don't forget i said that it wasn't very funny and then he shows up again and he does the same thing and then he shows up again and does the same thing. and by like the final time i was like i want more of him <laughs> i want him to be in everything maybe if he had more than just that i would have wanted him in it more mm -hmm. no i liked all them um I got really excited when I heard that Jamie Dornan was in this movie. Um, I think because I have this idea in my head that I like him as an actor because I associate him with like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and Dakota Johnson from like Twilight and Fifty Shades as these like people who are stuck in these shitty romantic movies. And then went out and became great, amazing actors. Like Robert Pattinson, fantastic. Chris Stewart's amazing. And Dakota mm -hmm. Johnson, I think, is just getting started, but she's so good in everything. Mm -hmm. And wow, Jamie Dornan, he's great. And then I and then I watched this movie, I'm like, I don't think he's a good actor. <laughs> I, <laughs> really? I I enjoy the fact that I enjoy him allow being allowed to be goofy. He has kind of a yeah. Michael Bublé kind of like uh you know, self-referential idiocy to him that I don't think he gets to do very much. He usually plays like the the brooding, ridiculously attractive man 
who is very serious. We were talking a little while ago, maybe about watching uh, what was it, Wild Mountain Time, which he's in. Is he in that? Yeah, he's the main guy with like um, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Interesting. And that's another movie that bombed. And I looked through his filmography, I'm like, all these movies are awful. But have you watched The Fall? No, I hear The Fall's fantastic. The that Fall might be the exception is, to the role. Yeah, it's two seasons. And I can't believe you haven't seen it because Gillian Anderson is fucking amazing. The it's the best thing since X-Files. Sex to Education? Me. Oh, right. Sex Education didn't come out when I watched The Fall. It was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yes. I loved her in sex education actually, but she's really good in the fall. Um, she's more in it. Like she's the more, the main character yeah. than she is in sex ed, but uh, yeah. I mean, Jamie Dorn, uh, yeah, you know, and I won't tell you too much about it, but uh, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he, he does play not necessarily an attractive. He's a dad in it. He's not like a brooding, mysterious hunk by any means. Um, and maybe when you're playing, a character that doesn't you don't know a lot about them i don't know how challenging that is but i thought he was really good in the fall i so, keep hearing that but i keep looking, i would like whenever he comes up on movies i'm like maybe it's just the movies are bad <laughs> and yeah. but i did enjoy him just sort of a lot being allowed to be goofy and silly and stupid and he, and his singing his song is wonderful yeah even though I was like uncomfortable watching it because of the kind of character he's always portrayed, I couldn't, my mind was like really trying to grapple with this comedy actor side of him. Yeah. But I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't hate it. No, I, I, it's, it's weird because I keep, this movie is not really like a lot of things out right now, but I did keep thinking in my head of other movies that do something similar how it compares and the one that came to mind immediately was do you ever see spy with melissa mccarthy yeah and that you know another kind of silly not like dumb silly like this one is but a silly spy movie that really makes great use of jason statham's spy persona and him being ridiculous in it. and i kind of thought about that in this movie where you have this iconic actor action actor playing playing up that he's this badass spy but not really or like when chris hemsworth appears in the ghostbusters remake where he's a complete doofus and loving them so much the movie's okay it's all right but he's he plays a bimbo real well nice (laughs) and um and yeah, and, and Jamie Dornan's like perfectly fine in this movie. It is fun to see him, you know, play outside of type. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I came to, came to this movie really excited. He was in it, and then I came to the realization of like, I don't know if I like him. <laughs> Maybe I, why am I? Why was I so excited for him to be in this movie? You're not wrong. Like, I didn't mind him in it i thought i was refreshed by this type of character but by the third verse or whatever or his song i'm like wrap it wrap it up like i get it he doesn't have much to do in this movie Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. outside of being like the weird love interests. Exactly. Yeah. And the joke being him being a ridiculous, attractive man and the silliness of them. Yeah. Not against which, it. I which love works. That. Which works. <laughs> it does. It totally works. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are some jokes in this that didn't really work for me. Um, the Morgan Freeman, Freeman, sorry, with the D crap, um, comes out of nowhere and didn't work for me as much as it could have. It's not good. It's not worth the cameo. To no, me. it's it's not even him. It's an impersonator. Is it? Yeah, it's not even Morgan Freeman. Just by the name. Yeah, got it, got Morgan it. Freeman, yeah. Um. But I did love, um, gosh, now I'm forgetting which one's Barb and which one was Star. Kristen Wiig is Star. Yeah. Barb's little montage of self-discovery love it. Uh, when she was by herself, which was fantastic. And yeah, it was a, it was a stupid movie that made me giggle a lot more than I thought it was. Yeah. I think you really pointed out what I didn't initially see and that's that they're so good together and the scenes where they're not together there needs to be more heavy lifting in the comedy department or the plot moving forward in some way for it to be good and I think that's why I also didn't get much from the scenes of just Kristen Wiig as the villain yeah I wanted more of the kid Oh my god, yeah. Yes. So good. <laughs> so good. Pushing all the buttons in the submarine. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even just her being like, that kid that I stole. It's just somebody, <laughs> somebody that she just, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of laughs. And I think I just expected a little bit more from it. And yeah, I, I felt like it could have been better, which is kind of a bummer. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. There was a few parts here that I didn't say. I liked when they were both lying to one another and both of the lies were talking about the, the turtle that they encountered. Yes. <laughs> um, and I loved that they just couldn't stop like going to the souvenir stuff. Like when they're finally trying to get rid of the bomb. Oh, look at these oh, shells. Look at the shells. A lot of great puns for stores perfect puns the the middle-aged sheltered naive woman comedy bank is so wealthy of hilarious things to talk about and it felt like the people were right you know that they're amazing like actresses who can clearly do it with a wealth of comedy with good supporting cast like it just felt like it could do more than it did on a laughs level I'm, I think I need more comedies in my life that are set with middle-aged people at an all-inclusive resort. I feel like that is your perfect cornucopia of all the different types of middle-aged cliches that's perfect for comedy. Oh, yeah. We kind of got a hint at here, but didn't really get to explore. Yeah, um, exactly. Love the, uh, the Richard Cheese impersonator. The, the piano player loved it yeah i was on yeah. board with the piano player i love a bar that gives you pills in its giant drink of way too much alcohol yeah and 
yeah, there were so many, as I was writing it down, I was like, yeah, that part was pretty funny. And I think it was the end. It just really got more plot. It felt like the plot needed to wrap up yeah. in a way that I was dumb, obviously, with these killer mosquitoes for a reason that was also dumb. Yes, with this albino <laughs> bullying situation. And the plot was so dumb that that wasn't why any, no one watches this movie to see the bad guy get vengeance or somebody stop the bad guy really you're you don't care and i think there was too much plot wrap up that needed to happen when you know we were all just in it for the for the comedy yeah when these movies have a tendency to kind of realize like oh we're an hour and 20 minutes we got like an hour and 40 cap we gotta we got we got five story beats to go we gotta we gotta move yeah and a lot of the time, you go so long without interesting or progressive story beats that when that suddenly ramps up, you're like, I was having so much fun with none of this. Just hanging out. Why are you, why are you giving me this? It's like, you know, ordering a food and then it comes with something that's not normally on that. It's like you were like Patas Bravas at a place and it comes with like an egg on top or like some weird AO like something weird that you're not expecting. And you're like, but why would you mess I, I just want the normal thing. I just want yes. this normal thing that's great. <laughs> why are you trying to give me something I'm not I don't want? Yes. Yes. And obviously the movie has to have an end. Some kind of plot line has to be fulfilled, but I would have watched Barb and Star do quite honestly literally anything that yeah if they just ignored the plot and went on their way it would have been just as funny maybe it was just a a movie about the self-discovery of two middle-aged women who lost their husbands and were like finding themselves again i would have watched that would have watched that yeah all right well any final thoughts or do you want to rank this guy yeah no i um I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's maybe just we talked about having a very series, a series of very dark, <laughs> intense films from *Pieces of a Woman* to as bubbly as *Promising Young Woman* could have been. Very dark, Saint Maud, but talking a lot about a lot of a lot of heavy stuff. Malcolm and Marie. So Malcolm and Marie. It's nice to just have a. It was. Mm-hmm. a real taste breaker and um i have to go back to those now but really happy this movie existed mm-hmm. so what would you get this one and with that glowing <laughs> <laughs> uh review of how dark the movies have been and how needed this one was i i only gave it two out of five <laughs> i gave it a solid three um okay Nothing, nothing spectacular. It was silly and dumb and made me laugh a lot of it. Again, it's not breaking the world apart or I'm not suddenly like, oh, the lives of middle life people, people in middle life is so much more weird and interesting than I thought it was. It is what it is. And it's a fun, stupid movie that I don't think it's made today. So yeah. I see one made yeah. fairly well. Totally. All right. So next week we're going to watch Minari. Yeah. 
I'm very excited. It's It's been on our list for a while now. Uh, we were just kind of waiting for it to be a little more accessible, but finally released in Canada. Yeah, finally released in Canada. That was an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to give a brief what it's about? I actually don't know much. I know nothing about it. I think I haven't looked up stuff for Minari in so long because I remember reading about it about, I guess, a year, almost a year ago when last Sundance, I believe it came out. And now I've just been waiting on the name. Uh, obviously, Stephen Yuen is in it. All I know, it's about a, I think, a first or second generation South Korean family in America and adjusting to their new life. Can't wait. Heard it's absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. So we hoped you all enjoyed Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar. Um, yep, it was great. It's better, th- it's better than I was giving it, I think. Um, but yeah, see if you can catch Minari before next week. And thanks for listening. We'll see you then. See you then.